You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Burbridge. The first pod of the new year is a special one as we team with the ANA Educational Foundation and A&E to discuss the future of marketing talent. My guest is Nikki Mandel, Vice President of Ad Sales Partnerships at A&E. In addition to being an integrated marketing magician, Nikki is a participant in A&E's mentorship program, both as a mentor and mentee. She shared her thoughts from both perspectives and weighed in on some of the most vital skills the marketers of tomorrow should be learning today. Everybody, we are back in the ANA Marketing Futures virtual podcast studio, and I am here in partnership with our friends at AEF, the ANA Educational Foundation, to bring you an absolutely special guest for a special, special episode. Please help me welcome from AE, the Vice President of Ad Sales Partnerships, Nikki Mandel. Nikki, thanks so much for being on the pod today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun because not only are we talking about innovation in marketing and kind of where it's headed, but the people who will be there to lead that future of marketing. So I'm very excited to jump in this. But before we do, I'd like to set a little bit of a baseline with our listeners. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to becoming the VP of Ad Sales Partnerships at A&E? Yeah, so I got into media pretty early on in my career. Um, I started in a digital role at a big publisher in New York, and inadvertently, I was part of the sales organization, um, which I really, I didn't have many aspirations to be part of sales, but I wound up loving it. I I really felt at home there. Um, And to be completely honest, when I went for the role, you know, I was young, I was out of college. Um, I went for the role because I really liked the brand. I enjoyed the magazine's content. I was an enthusiast but I had no idea it would sort of start me on this path of integrated marketing and content. Um, I spent the early part of my career sort of working in the same capacity at different media organizations, but each time I moved to a different organization, um, I always took on a new medium. So I started in digital, I went to print and TV, and eventually I wound up at A&E with sort of this great background in multi-platform content. And what I really love about my journey and what I'm doing now is for me, it's really the perfect mix of creative marketing and sales solution. And and that intersection has, has really worked out for me. That's amazing. And I love that when you can add that kind of fulfilling creative element to driving business results, I think that kind of allows both parts of the brain to really get the most out of it and be fulfilled at the same time. So that's very, yeah, very exactly. cool. And I always love it talking with guests that have really well-rounded backgrounds. So to be through so many various media, you know what's different, you know what's the same. I feel like that has to give you kind of an advantage, especially in the fast-moving market that we're in today. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, I I really wanted to understand the bigger picture and I felt like in order to do so, you know, I sort of had to study up on on each of those things. And now I find myself in a place where I understand the space. I understand what works on different platforms and, and it's sort of native to me. So when I think of ideas or I think of solutions, you know, it all works wherever it is deployed. That's awesome. That's very cool. 
So we've had a few conversations leading up to this episode. And in one of our earlier conversations, you mentioned that you got started in integrated marketing really in Viacom is really where you kind of hit your stride and really getting into orchestrating things through different channels in marketing. What are some of the elements of integrated marketing that might not be on the radar of folks looking to get into marketing as a profession? I think the number one thing I talk about when I get asked this question or when I'm talking about what my team and I do is that we get to work across the entire organization and interface with so many groups, right? We're, we're talking um, with sales, but we're also talking with clients. We're talking with all of the internal groups that sort of make things happen at the organization. And I think those relationships and interactions really give such great perspective and insight into what other teams are working on, what their goals may be, and how we can work together and really lean in on those initiatives and create solutions for our partners there. But at, at the heart of it, I love to solve a problem. I think I think that's why, you know, I welcome the challenge from our partners with each RFP or brief. You know, we use a really consultative approach to determine the best solutions. And again, that could, that can be branded content campaign. It could be long form co-productions, but it also can mean really practical innovations, digital ad innovations, data driven solutions all kinds of things. But what I'm loving most about what I do right now is sort of the shift in messaging, right? Things that really matter and creating purposeful content that can be sort of authentically connecting with our consumers, creating storylines that people care about. And I think it's really important to create those moments and then also still drive impact for brands, right? It's that intersection you sort of talked about before is how can we bring something to, to viewers that they really care about? We've just come off Veterans Day, which I'm sure you know, the mm -hmm. History Channel, you know, our corporate social responsibility commitment is really unparalleled in media. Um, Absolutely. We work with so many organizations and create opportunities for our partners to amplify their initiatives and also create new ones. And, and those are the moments that sort of I'm relishing in now. That's amazing. And yeah, and there are so many properties in the A&E family that organically link to purposes and things that are really important to people. So I could see how that's not only just a creative smorgasbord, but an opportunity to do some really meaningful work. Yeah, definitely. Very, very cool. And speaking of doing meaningful work, you have been taking part in A&E's mentorship program over the past couple of years. This is what I was talking about a little earlier about how you're helping to shape the future of marketing by sitting with these young talents and having this kind of information exchange back and forth. So could you tell us a little bit about your experience with the program? And then is there any advice that you might have either for mentors or mentees? Yeah, well, first of all, I think A&E does a great job with their mentorship program. I love being a part of it. I think it such, plays such an important role and creates such opportunity for employees to connect with and learn from other people with different interests, backgrounds. It's also really great for career pathing, a way for employees to navigate their growth and development. But really what I think it does is it breaks down the barriers and allows for mm -hmm. honest dialogue that maybe the employees are not ready to share with their managers or comfortable to share with their managers. I'm both a mentor and a mentee. So it's really helpful That's to see from cool. both sides. Yeah, it gives me a good perspective on, you know, the types of questions that I'd like to see answered. I'm able to sort of apply that to my mentee. But one piece of advice that I always give is to not be afraid of the title. I think as I was sort mm. of navigating my career and growing up, I often got told, well, you can't talk to him because he's an SVP or she, you know, she's too busy. But I think there's a way to respect the hierarchy 
um, and the experience they have, but also feel empowered to ask questions or get to know the person regardless of their title. I often connect my mentees with other senior employees across the organization for advice or to share ideas, because honestly, I think it benefits everybody. I like that very much about not being afraid of the title because you have to meet these people and you have to glean from them if you're going to kind of head up to where they are. Yeah, it's a culture thing, right? I mean, it's creating a culture where people feel safe and comfortable to do that. And that's also, you're just killing it with the uh, segueing me to my next <laughs> questions on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, I mean, I think people are organization's best asset. And honestly, it's our responsibility as an organization to support an environment where we have representation and where every voice is heard. Uh, creating a culture of belonging, I sort of spoke about that before, but people being able to trust other employees and, and feel like they are listened to in a, a healthy workplace culture is, is so important. I mean, I don't want to work in an environment where I don't feel safe to express myself. And I don't think we should expect anybody else to. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I love that people are a company's most valuable asset across the board, period. I love that. I think that that is just so, so important. And yeah, every single person deserves to feel safe and included and like they belong at work. So here, here to that a thousand percent. Want to get the most out of your TV and streaming ads? Effective can help. As part of the Comcast advertising family of brands, Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to help you find your unique audience. They have more than 300 targetable audience segments and a potential reach of 96 million adults. And they deliver your TV and streaming ad to the right audience across all streams, wherever and whenever they watch. Get the most out of your advertising at EFFECTV.com. But along those cultural lines, that's really one of the most important things in a company right now. I mean, a great culture can beat out a lot of things and I think an increasing amount of other kind of benefits. And a lot of that comes from the individual's ability to interact or to effectively present something or to run a meeting if even if they aren't the highest position in the room. So all of this is getting to me wanting your opinion on how valuable are soft skills right now in marketing? Yeah, I mean, I think soft skills transcend just marketing. You know, we've seen over the past few years just how quickly the workplace has changed and the importance of social emotional skills in the new environment. Um, teams are spread across the country or even the world. And, you know, it's important to have those connections to share the feelings spoken and unspoken. I think that's really critical to successful teams. You know, I recently read an article, I think from the BBC, my husband sent it to me, so don't quote me, but it spoke about soft skills. And the writer was talking about how people are often characterized by what they do for a living, right? Like, so Bill's an accountant or Fiona's a scientist and less often characterized by their attributes. So while Fiona might be a great scientist, you know, that's part in part because she's a critical thinker. She has leadership qualities or she's a team player. And I think it's those skills that really make her successful in the career, you know, and, and those are the types of skills that, you know, I always try to empower people to use in their roles. And I think with marketing and media, you know, because it is constantly changing, because it can be, you know, stressful and new things are introduced all the time, we're shifting, we're pivoting. 
I think when you lean into one another, the problems and the challenges feel much more manageable and achievable. And I think specifically for marketing, to answer your question, it's a lot about communication, active listening, creativity, and empathy. Those are the skills that you know I find makes our team really successful. Yeah, and I think even even as technology becomes more and more and more integral in all of our lives, that is really something at the end of the day that can be taught. And people can learn platforms, even non-tech savvy people can learn platforms. But if somebody can't empathize with the customer or their coworker, that is not something that can easily be trained up. So I think that absolutely soft skills are just so critically important nowadays. Yeah, it's everything in between the lines. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's a really good way of putting it. And I do like the idea of categorizing somebody by their skills and their strengths versus just the role they play in whatever machine that they're a part of. I remember when it started happening on LinkedIn, where instead of putting a person's like title, they would put like the three things that they're really good at. At first, it was just kind of like, bah, whatever. But that makes more and more sense to me now. Because yeah, if you're really clear about what your business is doing, you know the type of skills that you need, not necessarily like, oh, I need somebody who's bought media before to come and buy me, you know? Exactly. It sort of takes you to the next level. Yeah, and makes you but just a much more flexible for the the as the world turns, so do job descriptions. Uh, and this, yeah, it makes it a much easier way to kind of fit into wherever we're about to pivot to next. So I want to bring this back to some of the work that you're doing at A&E. You know, you're talking about orchestrating multiple departments to create new and innovative uh, campaigns or activations. Do you have any examples of where you could kind of like some maybe an unexpected or especially successful campaign or activation that came from bringing disparate parts together? Yeah. I mean, I think regardless of the scope of the idea or the solution, they all require participation from multiple stakeholders. There's no idea or solution that stands alone or lives just within one group. And when we create and execute multi-platform content, it really, it takes a village. You know, you could be working up words of 10 different groups on a given project, and that doesn't even include your client. So, you know, we've created some really pretty amazing and remarkable campaigns over the past few years. We've done campaigns with some partners like Ancestry and KFC. Uh, With Ancestry, we access digitized records, link them back to the connections they had with Abraham Lincoln, which Mm. was pretty powerful. For KFC, we scripted an original 15-minute movie featuring Mario Lopez. And, you know, every day we bring stories from the front lines to viewers in a way that really only our brands can. But in the end, it's all about the partnership. And at A&E, we talk a lot about collaboration, trust, accountability, and coordination. And that's how we can be the best partners for the brands we work with, regardless of the ideas. That sounds great. What are are some things, like some qualities that a brand brings to the initial conversations where you're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. What are some things where you know that this partnership, however it ends up looking, is going to be a success because the brand is doing A, B, or C, or has this mindset or, or, or this messaging? It's always going to be about dialogue and transparent communication because we can meet them wherever they are 
They just have to be very clear about, you know, where they are and where they want to go. And I think that's from the inception of the idea all the way to the execution, right? Once we decide to be partners, you know, that communication is going to be key to make sure that we're delivering on everything that we've told you we would and sort of bring the campaign to, uh, to the best place possible. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really across the board. I bring a lot of tech people on and that is the first thing to before you do anything, marketers, brand leaders, business owners, really, really, really be clear with yourself about what you want to accomplish. Because it might seem very clear, but like I've seen one or two very innocent, very straightforward questions kind of unravel what somebody thought was like, oh, I know exactly what's going to go on here. So yes, be extremely clear with what you want before you're in any room with anybody and then be willing to really just straightforwardly, transparently communicate that. Yeah. And I think with creative, especially creative driven projects, you never know where the dialogue is going to take you, right? right. It, could, it could take you in a totally different creative direction, which is even better than, you know, the place you were a week ago. So we always encourage that type of dialogue because that's what brings the best creative to the forefront. Love that. Love that. So Nikki, if you don't mind, we're going to pivot a little bit and ask you some questions that we ask all our guests here at the Marketing Futures podcast. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm excited. Fantastic. Fantastic. Nikki, this next question is sometimes it's a walk in the park for people. Sometimes it takes them the entire prep time and it's just devoted to this question. So we're going to see which one is it. Nikki Mandel, vice president, <laughs> ad sales partnerships at A&E. What is your favorite album of all time and why? I mean, this is pretty easy for me, honestly. So there we go. Know, maybe I'm not the aficionado. Some of your other guests are, um, but Fleetwood Mac rumors. I Woo! think it's an album that has a song for, for every emotion. You know, if you've ever laughed or cried or loved or lost, I think there's a song on that album that you can connect with. My favorite is dreams. Mm, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That is just an ultimate classic. And sometimes the answer's easy for a reason. I mean, that's just a fantastic, fantastic album. I don't think anybody would argue with you. Yeah. No, that's not, you can't argue with me on that one. You really can't with Fleetwood Mac, especially that, that album. Um, so let's bring things up to the present. Is there anything you're listening to now, be it an artist, a song, a podcast, maybe a book, what is getting you excited these days, Nikki? Well, I love a podcast that can make me laugh and I'm really enjoying Smart List podcasts. That's with Jason Bateman, Will mm -hmm. Arnett and Sean Hayes. A colleague actually introduced it to me at a conference a couple of weeks ago and I, um, I haven't been able to stop listening. You know, it's a really good, again, we talk about the mix and the intersection of things and I, I think it's a really, you know, meaningful, authentic conversation, but filled with laughs. So it's, it's, it's a really fun one for me to listen to. Also, Michael, I am reading the Harry Potter series with my seven-year-old. Oh, um, amazing. We are on book four. And honestly, I have it's just such a great escape from everything. You know, it's a really fun, creative story to read and especially to see it through your, the eyes of your seven-year-old. Yes, and I think all of us in 2023 could use a little dollop of escapism. So that is great right. that you're finding it and you're also finding it in some quality time with your young ones. So that's really that's right. beautiful. Nikki, this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Marketing Futures Podcast. 
Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Futures Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us in two weeks when we welcome SiriusXM, Arts AI, and Barometer to discuss a new AI-driven tool that could revolutionize the world of podcast advertising. The Marketing Futures Podcast airs Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Have an idea for a guest or topic? Shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ana.net. And as always, prepare yourself for the future of marketing at ana.net slash futures. This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.